All right. So, how many of y'all enjoyed Worship Wednesday last week? Amen. I'm so glad every hand went up because we're going to repeat it this evening. Amen. But first, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that we uh, commonly say, some of the things that we've been taught about worship. And they're not wrong. They're just not the whole story. And so tonight, I'm calling this the rest of the story because it will shift our focus from an old mindset of why we worship to the new mindset of why we worship. Okay? Now, you're all familiar with this, and I myself have said this. It comes from Psalm 22.3. God inhabits the praises of his people. That comes from that verse that says, but you are wholly enthroned in the praises of Israel. Now, in Old Testament times, the truth is, is that only the priest, the king, and the prophet were, uh, had the Holy Spirit upon or were anointed. They did not have the Holy Spirit within like you and I do. They had the Holy Spirit upon. And when you wanted to get to God, you needed to get to the priest or the prophet. Yeah. You had to go to the temple and you had to make the sacrifices and, the, and, and that priest was the one who could get in touch with God for the people. That was the big deal about being the priest back then, is you were the one responsible to get in touch with God for the people. Now, that, that, that's one side of the story. But let's talk about the other side of the story, shall we? Let's look at Revelation 1, 5, and 6. And it says, From Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over what? The kings of the earth... To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Wait a minute. He just told you that he made you a king and a priest. So while it's true in Old Testament times they, were, they would worship because they wanted to usher in the presence of God. But that's not the whole story for us. Amen? That's not the whole story for us. Let's look real quick at Hebrews 4.16. I'm just going to let her put that up there because I wanna, I'm going to keep this short tonight because we're going to do some worshiping tonight. So we're looking at Hebrews 4.16. It says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So what's the difference now? The difference is, is I no longer have to get to the priest. And I no longer have to try to usher in the presence of God. The presence of God is with me all the time. The presence of God is right here. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Romans 10, 6 through 13 real quick. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Listen. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above. Who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. 
So while it was true, like I said, in the Old Testament days, see, the people would come together and, and they would have a, a, a priest in their midst and that priest, and they would all worship and they were trying to get God's presence. Do you know that's not correct for us? Amen. We're not trying to get God's presence when we're worshiping. Right. We're not trying to get it to come down. And I'm going to redeem this in a few minutes. Just hold on. There's a reason why we worship. Just hang tight. I ain't telling you that we don't worship. But we have the attitude that we're, oh, God, if I could just get a hold of you. He's right here. He's right here. Wherever you're at, there he is. Wherever you go. You don't have to get to pastor. You don't have to get to the worship team. You don't have to get to me. You don't have to get to anybody. You don't have to go down to the Catholic church and, 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 and talk to that priest to get to, get to God. He's always with you. His presence always with you. Amen? Let's look at John 17, 20 through 23. It says, see, they wait. We, we know this story now. You're familiar with this story. We talk about this. I've also talked about it. How that in the olden days, there's a story how they were in the temple and they were, they were worshiping God and the glory of God filled the temple so that the priests could not even stand in the temple. That's an awesome scripture, right? That's an awesome scripture, but that's only part, that, that, that's not the whole story, see? That was their story. Your story is this. I do not pray for these alone. This is Jesus praying. But also for those who will believe in me through their word. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory, listen, which you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one just as we are one. I'm not trying to get the place filled up with the glory. I am the glory carrier. You are the glory carrier. See, I'm no longer in the place of having to worship God because I need him to come into my circumstance. I'm now in the place of worshiping God because he is all in my circumstance. Amen? We don't come as beggars when we worship. See, we're, we're in a whole different place. This is the rest of the story that some of us have failed to tell you, myself included. Amen? Now... And, and, and I just want to say something about that. We say something else all the time, and what we mean is God won't tolerate pride, but you hear people say God won't share the glory. He already did share the glory with you. Yes. You are the glory carrier. Yes. People always say God won't share his glory with you. What they actually mean is God won't tolerate your pride when you think that you can do all the things on your own. Amen. Okay, but the truth is, is that Jesus gave you the glory that the Father gave him, and he did share his glory with you. So now the glory cloud is present in you and me. Amen? Amen. All right. That alone, just that, what I've just told you, should be enough to make every person want to praise God. Amen. Just that right there. If I stopped right there, that alone ought to be enough to make every person in here praise God. People often come along and they say, oh, I don't think I have any reason to praise God. My life is so tough. Things are not going good. Listen, trouble comes to everybody. But you have been given the very Holy Spirit of God dwelling in you. You carry the glory of Jesus. you you got to be kidding me. You have every reason to praise God. 
You have every reason to praise God. Now, let's talk about the second part of Revelation 1.6. It says, you have been made a king. Now, what does a king do? He rules. Yes, he does. And he decrees a thing, and it is so. A, a, a king rules over a kingdom. And the Bible tells us that Jesus has already made us priests and kings. Sounds a lot like Mark 11, 23, 24. We all know this. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Amen. Amen. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them, kings. You will have them, kings. Whatever things that you say when you pray, you decree, you will have it, kings and priests. You will have it, kings and priests. Amen. Amen. Now that's God's word. That's not me making things up. That came straight from God's word. A, a, a king rules the kingdom. Romans 5.17. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. You don't need the king to come and declare anything for you because you are the king. Amen. And you are the ruler of your domain. You are in the position to rule and to reign. And you are the carrier of the glory of God. Amen. Now, let's talk about this. In the Old Testament, praise was a battle strategy to defeat the enemy. They would use it to, to go out against the enemy. And we've all talked about that, haven't we? How that they would send the singers out. We've all heard that story. They sent the singers out. It caused confusion in the enemy camp, and the enemy all killed themselves. But listen, do you know that in the New Testament, the enemy's already defeated? Yes, he is. Let's look at Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Let's look at Romans 8, 37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Amen. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 2, 14 in case you're not convinced yet. Now thanks be to God. Now what? Thanks be to God who what? Always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. In every place. Amen. 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 I'm going to let that soak in for a minute. Now, in the Old Testament, they worshiped to get from God. They came before God, and they were worshiping to get his presence, to get answers, to get into the throne room, right? They came. In the New Testament, we worship because we've already gotten everything from God. Amen. That's good. It's a whole shift of attitude. 
We worship now because he's already given you everything. There's nothing that can defeat you. There is nothing that comes up against you that he hasn't already provided for. Jesus said, our Bible says that how shall he that gave us his son not also with him freely give us all things? He's already gave you everything. So when I come before my father and I worship, I'm not begging Oh, God, come help me. Please come into my circumstance. Please show up here. Please. No, 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 no. I'm thanking him, and I'm creating an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is comfortable. It's a whole different mindset. It's a whole different mindset. Your praise is the one thing that you give God that he did not give you first. Listen, if you have a musical talent and you can get up and you can sing, do you know God gave you that talent? And so you give back to him what he gave you. If you have the ability to earn a lot of money and you give big tithes and offerings, the Bible says it is God that gives you the ability to get wealth. Amen. Amen. Come on. Even the breath in your lungs God gave you. But the one thing you give to him that he did not give to you first is your honest and sincere praise. Your honest and sincere thanks and praise. You give that voluntarily and you're the only one that can bring that expression the way that you bring it. All people can praise, but your expression is unique to you. And God longs for that. He longs for that. And... When you are worshiping and praising, do you know that you have entered into the culture of heaven? See, around the throne right now, around around the throne, you can go read Revelation. It says that the elders are are before the throne and they're worshiping God and casting down their crowns. They've done this for all time past, as we know time, and they will do this for all of eternity. Praise will not cease for all of eternity. So when I enter into praise, I am entering into the culture of heaven. And I am bringing that culture here, that atmosphere here. I am bringing the atmosphere of heaven to the earth. Amen? Now listen. He's given you so much to praise him for. Listen, I know, I know that there are trials on this earth. He told you that there would be. But he also has given you everything to overcome those trials. You are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Your name is in the Lamb's book of life. You have the blood of Jesus that washes you clean and sets you free. Amen? And has bought you every right. The name of Jesus. You have the power of eternity. The name above every name. You are free to use that name. Amen. Amen. You've got power of eternity. You have the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and give you the mind of Christ. You have the angels who come along and minister to you and guide you and perform God's word. Amen. You have the word, your sword right here, your shield and your sword. Amen. You have the word of God. You have power over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. And listen to me. If that is not enough to make you want to praise God right then. You ought to be praising God right this moment. Before the music ever starts. You ought to be praising God right this moment. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We give you glory. You're worthy. You're worthy. Praise you, Lord. Praise you for your goodness. Praise you for your mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. You're so worthy. Now listen, if that didn't move you in any kind of way, then with all the kindness in my heart, I want to say to you that the first place you need to start tonight is repentance. Because the hardness of your heart. Not because you're evil, but because the cares and the works and the worries and the, and the load of this earth has dulled you. It happens to all of us. has happened to me. have had to repent many times. Forgetting my eyes on many, many other things yeah. happens to everybody. It's not a condemnation. It's an invitation. Yes. Yeah. It's an invitation for you to come on back to God. If you truly sat there and heard everything I said and you thought, so what? Doesn't do anything for me. Your heart is hardened. And I say that with all the love in my heart. I say that with all the love in my heart. Amen? Listen, powerful miracles happen in the presence of powerful praise. Why? Because I've invited the culture of heaven and the atmosphere of heaven. I've created it. You create it. It's powerful when we come together because we're carriers of the glory. And when all this glory that's seated right here, when we'll tap into it and when we'll bring it, we create an atmosphere. See, the Holy Spirit's here right now. Anything that that, that could happen, he's he's resident in you right now, right where you sit. Right there. Right there where you sit. But it's up to us to create an atmosphere in which he's comfortable and to which we are listening. What we really do is we draw a circle around ourselves and we say, in this moment... In this moment, I recognize what I carry. I recognize you, Father God, and I I, I sensitize myself to hear what you would say to be Holy One. See, worship makes you sensitive to what the Holy Ghost has to say to you. It brings you to that place of coming inward. Coming inward, right? Psalm 33, 1 through 5. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful, is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the heart. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Listen, listen. You can't, you're sitting in here tonight. You slept in a bed last night. I guarantee you every one of you did. Amen. You're all sitting here and you're wearing decent looking clothes. And, and I can tell you from my own perspective, we're all well fed. We live in America. We're not hungry. We ain't hungry. As a matter of fact, we have to diet because we are well fed. We're well fed, right? I'm pretty sure you didn't have to go to an outhouse to use the bathroom today. And I imagine you did not have to go out to the well and draw some water and put it in a tub and heat it up and, 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 and to get yourself bathed to get here to church. I don't think any of you arrived on a bicycle or walked to church tonight. All of you, all of you got in a car and came here tonight. Praise the Lord. 
We sit here in a nice building. We have air conditioning and we're comfortable. We have cushioned chairs. Don't you dare tell me you don't have anything to worship God for. Don't you dare tell me that. Don't you dare tell me that. And I'm just going to remind you of one thing. Your, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Praise God. That alone. That alone. Woo. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No matter what's happening in your life right now, there's not a person in hell that wouldn't trade place with you to get out and get the chance to have their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'll promise you that. You could have cancer, be paralyzed. Everybody in your family hates you, disowned you. You're going to prison. You've lost everything you own. You ain't got a penny to your name. You're eating bugs out of the ground and anybody in hell would say, please let me come back and have your life so that I could accept Jesus. That's a true story. That's a true story. Amen. Now, I'm going to start wrapping up with this story right here. This is a story that we're all familiar with, and it's in Luke 19. And Jesus is coming into uh, Jerusalem, and he's coming on the cold. It's kind of what we think of like Palm Sunday. You know, it's Jesus showing up. And he's, he's coming on the cold, and some of his disciples see him coming, and they start crying out. They're worshiping Jesus, There's, and, they're, and they're praising him. And now listen, the Pharisees... The Bible says the Pharisees rebuked, uh, 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 talked to Jesus and said, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. In other words, tell them to shut up. Stop all that yelling and screaming and worshiping. It's annoying. Kind of like what some people in here sometimes think. Amen. When you're standing next to that person that's screaming and yelling, and you're like, is that really necessary? But I want, you to, I want you to hear what Jesus' response to that was. Jesus said, I tell you that if these should remain silent, the stones would immediately cry out. The stones would cry out. So here's what I've got to say to you. Not worshiping God makes you dumber than a rock. That's in the Bible, folks. <laughs> Amen. That's in your Bible. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> And so now we're going to, we're going to do that. We're going to do some, <laughs> we're going to do some worship. You don't want to be dumber than a rock, all right? <laughs> so as we enter into this worship time, I'm going to invite you to do something. I want you just for this once, I want you to forget about what everybody thinks about you, how you look. Do you look stupid? Why aren't they worshiping? Now I look like the freak. I'm the Jesus freak. Can I ask you something? Did the person next to you die for you? Can the person next to you heal your body? Can the person next to you uh, uh, redeem your family? Can the person next to you do anything for you? Not really. So why do you care what they think? Why is that so important to you? Worship the one who can fix everything that is broken in your life. Worship the one who gave his whole life for you. Amen. So we're just going to join into some worship right now. And I, enjoy, I, I just invite you, just, just go with the flow of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.